for that matter, beginnings? Where is the line really drawn? Is there even a meaningful distinction between the two? Or rather, are they an endless tessellation of cause and effect? For is the radiant, chaotic, swirling death of some ancient star not also the simmering birth of a new one? Where you view the event is typically the only difference between the two. That thread that you pulled on your clothing this morning, is that where the tailor ended their job, or where you began the unraveling? My point is, while endings may be painful, and you may miss what you once had, that does not mean that you can't find joy in that loss. Your memories and happiness will be there with you until your inevitable demise, but that is as far as they will go. However, should you pass along some good intention, perhaps your impact on the chaotic entropy of the universe may continue its momentum as someone else's change of perspective. Live your life. Have beautiful beginnings and extravagant endings in everything that you do. The universe is huge and untamed, and you are but a speck in the eternal river of chaos. But that doesn't preclude you or your brief existence from being worthwhile. Welcome back, fellow traveler, to Good Better Quest. Join us as we go on a long errand. and welcome back to Good Better Quest. On our Good Better side quest, I am your fungin monger Nolan Lacey, here to play a game with my friends. Friends, introduce yourself. I always go last. <laughs> I always go second. Oh, <laughs> that means so Nicola's first. That It means I'm first. Hi, I'm Nicola. I am a psychic whose name is probably Raquel, maybe. And um, good morning, friends. Where can people find you, Nicola? In my house. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Don't, don't let them come. find you don't there. Come. Don't come to my house. <laughs> Even though I have really cute cats, don't come to my house. Um, <laughs> you can find me on Twitter at Nekla the Druid. N-E-K-O-L-A the Druid. I'm Doug and I'm playing Jake. And Jake looks good in a one piece. And Jake is, is a guy, but you can't find him on Twitter. You can find me on Twitter at Doug GBQ. That's D-O-U-G GBQ. And I am David Hallman. You can find me at uh, stag underscore horn. And I am, of course, playing Hagen Young. For greatness I strive, but today I'm teaching my son to drive. Father, what is the R on the gear shift? I do not understand. It is all numbers in one letter. It is logical. It should, in fact, be an arrow pointing backwards. Okay, but if it's all numbers, what about the O? Is there not an O on a gear shift? I don't know. I actually don't or know an how L to drive or whatever. a stick. 
Neither do oh, I. No, this is this is a a, uh, a manual. One of one of my cars in high school was a manual, and David got to experience me learning how to drive it. It was not fun for him. No, oh, no. stalled out on a hill once. <laughs> that was a blast. Yeah. <laughs> wait, wait, make sure make sure that you tell Jacker about the missiles and how you can't call them back. And how that's a surprising <laughs> oh, bit of technology, <laughs> and how like. All the other things exist except callback missiles. There's, Just let there's, it child, there's child locks on the missile button. He can't God press them. damn it. <laughs> there's still, it's, it, you basically have Wiley Coyote in there and he just lights the match and once the fuel's lit on the rockets, they gotta go. <laughs> Unless there's a Roadrunner involved. Last time on a long errand, you guys confronted the leader of these creatures who was holed up in a uh mystical changing psychic room thing with a physical and psychic barrier that was surrounding the entire ship and the reason i say thing is because that room was actually a naturally growing room that the totality was living in inside this room crumb became corrupted by the darkness where you all had a conversation about the future of the milky way upon deciding that you all to my great surprise, wanted to just let the motherfucker burn. <laughs> you manipulated both the totality and the darkness into ending their feud. Raquel, at the last minute, saved the totality by throwing up a psychic barrier where Calvin gave them extra time, sacrificing herself, giving Jake the keys to the manticore. Hagen supercharged Raquel's psychic barrier and Raquel grabbed the last living part of Crumb as they left the bridge and teleported back onto the manticore. Jake, for some reason, threw the keys of the manticore to Hagen <laughs> with his stunning track record of piloting. And you guys are now sitting back on the manticore that is running it is still fairly crippled the ship around you is shuddering and shaking the light sources while they're not flickering you can tell that they are dimming and there is absolute chaos aboard this ship what do you guys want to do see here's the thing y'all ain't seen jake drive yet so y'all don't know he could he could legitimately think that hagen is a better driver than he is he is a smuggler, not a pilot. So uh, he tosses the keys to Hagen. This is all happening real fast, but we need to get to the planet. Let somebody know what's going on and hope to God they shoot this thing out of the sky before we get there. The whole ship around you shudders again. The message that you sent out at the end of last session, there are st people are bombarding this ship. It's not falling apart yet, but you can tell that at least the asteroid around it is starting to come apart. Through your smuggling career, you've seen a lot of bombardments. You, mm -hmm. you have been a, a, a lot of uh, sketchy places that, that battles have broken out. What mm -hmm. do you think needs to happen to blow this out of the sky? Well, it seems to me that it would need to be either, the, either whatever the, the engines were needed to be crippled so that it couldn't advance any farther and it needed to be broken into enough pieces that it couldn't functionally like damage the planet underneath it. Like those to me, those those are the things that seem to me the most like logical. 
Like I would want the the planet to fire whatever its most uncanny, sinister weapons that it has, and 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 destroy this thing into particles. Like that's, I just assume that in this, I'm gonna stop making assumptions about weapons technology. Is what I'm gonna do. I'm just gonna quit. I'm gonna quit making assumptions. But I do think they ought to shoot him out of the sky. Use the laser beam that you can call back if you change your mind. <laughs> I'd like to say I'd like to use one of my uh, I'd like to use one of my stuffs uh, and say that uh, that that the inch wide laser that is on my flashlight can in fact be called. Back. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, uh, you shoot somebody. It's a retractable laser. God damn it! It's a retractable laser. You you shoot somebody and it goes through them and you're like, wait, I didn't want to do that. It comes back out. It didn't shoot them. It didn't shoot them. This yeah, is it's this is like that meme that's like, you know what? No, fuck you. Uncaramelizes your onions. <laughs> <laughs> oh my uh, goodness. Uh, Raquel and Hagen, do you want to go along with Jake's plan? I don't have much of a better plan. My plan was going to be get kind of a fleet. Do you remember that scene in Guardians of the Galaxy? Uh, where all the ships got together to make that wall to keep the big bad guy who Ronan the Novacor, yeah, 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 keep the Novacor from landing on the uh, no, the Novacor made the wall. Oh, okay, Come on, cool. David. <laughs> I haven't watched that movie in a long time because I watched it a lot when it came out. That is uh, what Hagen's been thinking. But if Jake wants to convince the planet to use all of its secret weapons that they were probably going to use on other places on the planet like America probably does and every country <clears throat> probably does then yeah that's that's an option oh oh god Nolan oh no he just had an idea and that's never a good thing I'm fucking scared <laughs> Nolan David Nolan can we assume in a future that there is perhaps a satellite outside this planet that can control a fair amount of unmanned spacecrafts. And call them back? And, <laughs> that's part of it. I want Nekola to give me an intelligence role since this is her planet to let me know if her people have that technology. Okay, well, I mean, my people are a lot smarter than my plus one, but we will see how this goes. Oh, no. Ooh. What did you roll on intelligence? Seven. Can she re-roll one of them because it is her home planet. And because I messed everything up and we had to start over again and everything. Yeah, it's just one of the dice. You know what? Up. It's just one of the dice because I got a five and a one plus my plus one intelligence. Also, I have a skill called survival. And... Yeah, Doug. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah Nolan, who I called Doug. And yesterday was Doug's birthday, so like... I mean, Friday it was two was days Stokes. ago, but that's fine. It was two days ago, but that's It was that's Friday, okay. so like maybe... You know, and you didn't get him anything, so maybe you could get him this. Yeah. <laughs> Do you love me, Nolan? If you love me, you'd help Nicole. If you love me. One, yes, but no. Damn. 
<laughs> so here's here's the the reason why. Can I make a suggestion? What this means? It means that we have the drones. You just can't call them back. They're like <laughs> missiles. <laughs> what I was going to say was that because because Raquel was sheltered through her experience. She doesn't really know the entirety of what is surrounding her planet. And when she made a break to get away from her family, she took liberties to conceal herself. She didn't go through like normal spaceports. She didn't really do anything that would have given her a good overview of what her planet had. So she knows there's some technology around her planet. She does not know if they specifically have what you're looking for, Hagen. Can I do any kind of, like, scan or something like that? I've got analytical, drone controller, hijack, and medic. Can I medic my way into these? <laughs> no. Yeah. You guys, you guys can communicate with the ships outside now. Ah. The psychic field that was blocking all technology is faltering. So you guys can communicate with the ship. The mechanic that I want to give you guys is that you can have two systems on the Manticore running at once right now because it is still inside the ship and it is still fairly damaged. So you can have propulsion, you can have weapons, you can have communications, and you can have life support. You can have two of those things at any one time. You FTLMFer. Mm-hmm. Should we, uh, we should have written that down. We should have written that down because I'll forget in two minutes. Uh, life support's one of those systems. That's not great. Yeah, I know. Here, we're still in the actual giant ship. And if communications Correct. are working through that ship, I think we're in pretty good shape if this will work. Hagen is going to go over the comms he is going to say, Attention all pilots, please open your airdrop acceptance features for remote pilots, because the plan is to save your collective asses from within the horrifying ship hurtling towards your planet. I want to say that this is a willpower role, because you are trying to manipulate and convince everybody outside. But you have a lot of evidence on your side that yeah. you're telling the truth. So uh, it's a willpower roll, and I want you to roll with a plus one. Not advantage, but you get an additional plus one. Also, Jake, just as a reminder, you triggered your reckless ability last session. So damn straight, you get a plus one on pretty much every roll dealing with escape, mm -hmm. <laughs> which is kind of what you're doing. Mm -hmm. I'm excited about this. I rolled a nine and you said plus one? Plus one. 10. Tell me what this plan entails, Hagen. So this plan would entail Hagen hooking himself and Jacker into the Manticore and acting as kind of, um, kind of a Wi-Fi to LAN hub kind of thing <clears throat> where they are connecting to these ships and they can pilot them but they're still going to need help from from Jake and, and Raquel to like work some of the weapons and stuff like that basically maneuvering 
not a problem because we're hijacked, baby, or drone controlling. So there's there's that, and the idea is to focus. This is the weirdest reference that I've ever had to make in a serious situation. But do you remember Futurama Bender's big score where at the end Hermes connects himself into all the ships and like they go in a flying V formation. And so like all the lasers are focused in on one thing at a time. So like all the lasers up by themselves are nothing like, but all together, they're really fucking powerful. I'm guessing you've played House of the Dead, yeah? Yeah. This, this also shows up in a bunch of other video games. Essentially, you're broadcasting to all of these pilots and all of these ships and all of these drones, and you're just putting a red dot on the weak point of the outside of the ship and showing them where to fire. Yeah. But you're having to maneuver and control a bunch of them to, to get to the right part of the ship and just going, this is where you need to blow it up. Yeah. Here's what I'm going to ask of Hagen and Jacker if they're going to essentially try and control the mixed fleet that's outside. Yeah. Because you're using so much of the Manticore's power right now to broadcast this, the only system you can work right now is communications, which is okay. You're not moving, you're not flying yet, but you are overloading the comm system so that you and Jacker can jack in and drone control. You don't even know how many ships right now. There's a lot. And you're putting them all on one side and saying, focus on this point. So does that mean life support is off? You're still you're still in the large ship. So life support is not a Necessary. huge issue at this point. We'll just crack a window. Yeah, just you keep the keep the hatchback open. You know, the yeah. ship's a hatchback. You know, that's right. It's a hatchback. Except that it's like being destroyed. For now, well, we're the big fine. ship is the Manticore. The Manticore is okay for right now. No, I mean, if you're pointing the laser to destroy the asteroid, we're in it. So we should probably get off it. Okay. We're being reckless. Raquel, as the communications officer, Raquel obviously knows this is happening. And Raquel had taken her seat at the communications and then realized that maybe she might need to fill another role, but she doesn't really know much about ships. Um, So she's hearing all of this about directing the the fire and things like that. And she maybe maybe she could do something else, but she doesn't quite know yet how to work ships. But she's also in her other hand holding the little crumb and thinking that she's she's worried that maybe this won't be enough because it was a really big asteroid and that's why they sent him. And through the little crumb, it it I want it to trigger her premonition ability. Absolutely. And her question is, is there enough firepower with the planet's defenses to destroy the whole asteroid and everything in it? Like, basically, is our plan going to actually work? Is there enough firepower to do this? And you have to answer honestly. The image that you get from... Not only your powers, but Crumb, <laughs> Earthworm Crumb, as you've referred to him, is... Yes. He's kind of guiding you, because with Premonition, you, you're getting a broad view of the future. You're getting, a, a, you know, multiple 
paths that you could essentially choose from. And he's he's just pushing some out and, and helping you narrow down to, to what you're looking for. Based on the question that you've asked, you see the crumbling asteroid around the ship turning into rings around Zelron, sort of like Saturn's rings. And the ship itself is broken. It's not disintegrated, but it has begun to orbit Zelron. It's not destroyed. You see a dark shadow on the surface of Zelron, but it's still there. The planet survives. So yes, you do have enough firepower for Zelron to survive. Okay, but... But what I'm also hearing is that the whole thing doesn't get destroyed and maybe the totality is going to survive. I, I let it continue and I kind of like... I don't know, does Baby Crumb need to go into his little thing where he used to have his little rotating... <laughs> Do we need to put him in there? I don't know. Is he becoming more and more like Baby Groot where we have to put him in a pot? <laughs> you look down after you get this premonition. You look at Earthworm Crumb on your hand and on one end where you... The, the flat cut that you got from from having a cutting of the previous crumb, um, there's this little bulbous section that's beginning to grow and a tiny, tiny little eye is looking at you. And you get the feeling that he is warm and he is exactly where he wants to be in your hand. Oh, okay, that's, that's adorable. I want to, because I feel like I'm going to need my hand soon. And... I know that we were talking it was just little, but I feel like maybe it's enough I could put it around my neck and just have him sit on my neck while I'm while I'm moving around. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you just you just have this little almost scarf of uh tentacle <laughs> around your neck. Exactly. And I do what I can to, to like make sure that they're able to communicate and do all that stuff. Hagen there was a pause in the bombardment as you moved all of the ships around. And now, where you directed them to shoot, on the inside of the ship, you kind of see this melting, warping spot on the other end of the ship. You see this just almost magma-like melting surface blasting through. And systems on the big ship are beginning to falter. Jake. What are you, what are your plans? If you remember, you sent your attack force to the super weapon that is floating in the middle of the ship. Because all of the systems are faltering, it's wavering and you can tell it is still being armed. You can see that there are still lobster dactyls flying around the super weapon and picking off some of the other creatures, but they are very few in number from what you left. So the death weapon is still being made and we're still hurtling toward Zelron. And we're not in, have we gotten to the place where it's broken apart and we're in the Saturn-like rings around it or was that the premonition that Raquel That's had? the premonition. Okay, okay, so no, we don't know if it's gonna work out yet. Okay, all right, fine. So Jake is gonna say, um, if we can't stop this weapon, it doesn't matter if we can stop the totality or the darkness. Zelron is going to be uh, destroyed from the outside in. 
you you still have the uh, communicator in your ear, right, Jake? Uh-huh. Like you've you've had it for a couple of episodes at this mm-hmm. point. The one mm-hmm. you handed Chip and mm-hmm. the the force. Chip comes across the communicator that you have. I don't know if we've done enough to turn this thing off, but they're working like crazy to keep it alive. Is there anything you can do to help us? We 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 got to stop it. it. It sounds like even if the ship blows up they're gonna drop the armaments on the planet that you're surrounding. While you're thinking about this, in the ship, this view of Nathaniel and his dog are in front of you, looking at you, and you get a very clear psychic image from this memory of failure. Are there other of like the the folks that, that I met in, the, in like the back compartments and stuff, are there? Where are all they right now? Are they all going to attack the weapon thing, or is it just the lobster dactyls? So a lot of the other creatures rode on the lobster dactyls, so there's a bunch on the weapon that are just trying to fight off the seers and the other creatures like Parcel. But you also sent them to just create chaos throughout the ship. Jake cannot handle the idea of failing this mission. He can't. He won't be able to face himself if they fail. And the likelihood of them succeeding is very low. But he does know that if he, like, makes a charge to, like, try to dismantle this weapon thing, even if he dies trying, he's, like, in the right spot. And he is learning from this awful failure of his past and um, making it right in his mind. That's the equilibrium. This is hard, y'all. I don't like this. Doug doesn't like this at all, but I think this is right. So, relative to the manticore, where is that weapon? Is I thought it was near the manticore. It's, it is literally floating in the center of the cylinder. So, if you stand on the bridge of the manticore and look straight up, you can see it. But it's, it's suspended in midair. It's about 300 kilometers above your head. What are the chances that the manticore is positioned in such a way that we could fire our weapons inside this ship? It's positioned in a way, but aiming 300 kilometers, you're going to have to get closer to be able to easily hit it. If you want to try and fire some of the things from here, you know, you still have access to five of those weapons. 300 kilometers is so far away. Like, this ship is unreal. Yeah, it's huge. Okay, well... It's the size of Asia. Um, I don't know where to go with that comment. Uh, It's something (laughs) no one said once, isn't it? Yeah, the the surface area is about the lion mass of Asia. That's the interior size of the ship. That's so crazy. Just to give you an idea of how big it is ships can exist this big and we can't pull missiles thank you, back. Thank you. I've just this whole time been waiting for somebody to get on my fucking side on this. Oh. I would like to posit something. Yes? The troops that Jake has sent, Chip deposited everybody that can only walk. He's He sent the remaining lobster dactyls to pick up the others around the ship that are just causing chaos. They are on their way. The manticore, however, is the only working piece of technology that has lasers and cannons on it. The problem that you guys have right now 
is that if the ship is completely destroyed, there's still a chance that this weapon could scatter this biological matter on Zelron and kill people if you don't stop it. But you can skedaddle and hope that you can just completely blow up the ship and that it won't go off. So basically what I just what I was just talking about about us shooting it from the inside. However, I I'm the only one right now that knows that what we're doing will break apart the ship and save the planet, but it won't completely destroy the ship. So we would still be at risk. I am all for flying into the middle of the cylinder and attempting to destroy yeah, it. Yeah. Me too. Like I yeah. And then flying back out. Yeah. So Jake, tell me how you're going to get the manticore close to this weapon so that we can we can see what happens. What's the range on my cannons? I mean, I would say that a good effective range is probably 100 meters. That's that's a football field in distance. Wait, wait, wait. Mm-mm-mm. Wait. We are in space and you're telling me that my weapons go a football field. So for me to shoot... I said effective range. They go a lot further than that, but, but if you're going to aim it... But, like, how close would two... You would have to be within 100 yards of a spaceship to blast at it. And then if you're within 100 yards of a spaceship, you're going to collide motherfucking spaceships. He's this got is, a point. It's a one. scale thing here, man. It's like... <laughs> That's almost yeah. twice the distance of the length of the manticore. Yeah, but it's, it's only one-thirtieth of the distance between the middle of the spaceship that we're on and where we are right now. So there's a, we're like, like 600 What's made What's the effective kilometers. distance of a sniper rifle? Longer than a goddamn football field. It's like miles. It totally depends on what you're using it for. One, shooting. Because, <laughs> sorry, go ahead. <laughs> shooting a big goddamn thing out of the sky. Exactly. <laughs> The, the the problem is that the Manticore is not an attack ship. It's, right, it's right. a pirate cargo ship. So you don't have capital lasers on here. You're mm-hmm, not looking mm-hmm, at mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. fucking Star Trek phasers where they're firing onto a planet. These are aftermarket parts that Ripley was putting onto the ship. So your targeting computers are not going to be these sniper rifle things. Essentially, you have handguns around the entire ship. I got you, I got you, I got you. That's that's why they are short. Jake takes a look at the um, at the, the weapons panel he's been standing behind. He, he looks over at uh, Hagen and he says, um, how close can you get us to that thing? Shutting off everything but the weapons and the propulsion. How close can you get us? How close do you need? Well... You'd think it'd be a lot further than this. <laughs> but I got a feeling we're going to need to be within 100 meters. <laughs> just, the Jake is just so disenchanted with living in the fucking future. I am, man. I don't want to make it. I don't want. I don't want to see the future. Give me a fucking book. He's he is the thing. <laughs> he is the person that people make fun of. It's like, oh man, my my new fidget spinner doesn't have Bluetooth. This is bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So how close can you get us? Can you get us within range? I can absolutely get us within range. Then let's do right something on. reckless. 
<laughs> yes, that was that was not a distance I was trying to give you guys to make it like difficult. It's just this is this is the effective range of the aftermarket parts that are hardwired onto this ship. I love that Hagen is teaching Jacker how to pilot, but it's not piloting. He's teaching him how to hijack. Mm-hmm. And calling it mm-hmm. piloting. That's what that's what Hagen thinks piloting is. <laughs> <laughs> Hagen has never had to pay for a spaceship in his life. <laughs> Why? They're everywhere. They're everywhere. <laughs> Just get one. As a reminder, the the ship is equipped with regular lasers, an EMP cannon, a minigun, turbo lasers that are a little bit bigger, and oh, a wave cannon. You have one shot left with the flechette cannon. Yes. Can can more than one weapon be fired at a time? Uh, yes, but multiple people will have to fire them. That's perfect. Okay, so uh, is there like a second command station with the weapons panel on it? Or yeah, whatever? so each station can have a digital display that pops okay. up to, to kind of, like, you know, if somebody gets hurt while you're on the ship, they can take control of it, okay, but it's okay. not going to be a, a hardwired system. So okay, cool. you can distribute these essentially digital displays for the the security panel to other people's Mm -hmm. chairs Mm -hmm. all right and we saw okay so we saw we had a little bit of a combat before and i as i recall raquel had a real nervous trigger finger jacob's gonna go over to the um to the panel where uh where raquel is and like just kind of lean over and start hitting buttons to get to the right spot is going to lock in on the uh on the turbo lasers and is just going to say, look, when I say now, just press this button. I'm going to blast the shit out of that thing. And then I'm going to go back to my station. I'm going to start with the flechette cannon. Hagen, get us a flyby. We'll hit it with the lasers, and I'll try to knock out as much of the actual infrastructure of the, of the facility as I can with the flechette cannon. Just knock a bunch of holes in it. We'll come back by, we'll hit it with the wave cannon, see if we can break that stuff up a little bit more. If that fails, you reckon you could put us right in the middle of it? I can. All right, let's go. Let's wreck shop. Oh, that's so good. Mm-hmm. Hagen, how are you piloting the ship? Are you jacking into it again? Oh, absolutely. I, like, I'm, I'm already hooked up to, like, everything else on it that I, I don't think I even need to, like, pop out the little you know, the, the little cord. So I, I think he's in there and he just, all he really has to do is, is close his eyes and he's back uh, in the white room with the manticore. There are two things that are very odd about this particular experience in the white room. The manifestation of the manticore in the chair across from you is incomplete. There are holes that are just missing and you can tell that the manticore is struggling from all the damage that it's taken the bright blue eyes that it had are still present and looking at you but their physical shape is fading in and out while you're talking to it you can tell you don't have incredibly long for it to start failing again you're gonna have to get it to repairs in a not so long time, but it will function for what you're trying to do. Okay, good. The other weird thing is that there's a second chair directly next to you, and Jacker is sitting in it looking at you. Is this where the clutch is, Father? Hagen has 
a little nervous, actually, now. Because it's dangerous to have more than two beings in a hijack situation. No, son, it, it is not where the clutch is. This is... This is different. I wanted to teach you... the. You're not old enough to learn about this yet. This is something you would learn later. This is not a conversation I was ready to have today. This this is the white room. It is... And he, he explains how the white room works and, and the hacking and, and stuff like that. This is where we met, Father. Yes, this is where we met. We need to fix the manticore, Jacker. I'm scared. David is scared. Nicola is also scared. The manticore is is silent through all of this. They are fatigued as far as a ship can be. And they nod their head as you deliver your instructions for piloting. There's some rumbles and some shuddering as the ship is flying under this artificial gravity. Again, you can tell that it's still damaged, but all of the systems that you need are working right now. So you aim it towards this cylinder and you easily approach the weapon. And as soon as we get within range, I'm going to fire. Yeah. And that's the willpower, right? And we established uh, that I earlier. think Yeah, I think we used willpower for you because mm-hmm. you were acting under pressure yeah. using yeah. these weapons. And so that is going to be an eight. But once per game, once per session, I can change a mixed success into a total success. And that's what's going to happen. Hell yeah. We just fired a total success of the Fleshette Cannon at this thing. Am I also firing the lasers oh, yeah, this I round? Oh, go, fire, or some such. Shoot them shits. Yes, give me, give me a, I think it's, it's usually I think agility. it's agility, yeah. which, I mean, if you wanted it to be willpower, that'd be better, but also, like, I'm fine, I've already tried to manipulate you, <clears throat> I've not fallen for it, so we're just gonna hope that I roll real well on the dice with my plus zero to agility. Six. Mark experience. Yeah, mark experience. Two things happen, because two shots were fired. Jake, you know the ins and outs of these schematics fairly well. The flechette cannon cracks the armor that they've put around this. It's, you know, it's a very durable super weapon. Luckily, you don't hit any of the vials or containers or canisters that have any of this disease-spreading bioweapons inside of it. So that is still encased. The problem is, after you open it up, Raquel fires the turbo lasers, and you don't hit them, but they come loose. So the weapon is... The lasers come loose? No, the canisters holding the bioweapons come loose. So you have disabled the weapon. The problem is, the things that are going to kill everybody are now floating in the middle of this cylinder. There's multiple seers that are floating around that see this happen, and you see them converge on these canisters. The lobster dactyls don't know what's going on. They don't know what this is, so they are trying to head off the seers from grabbing this. They see that it's important, 
and they're trying to make sure that they can't get it. Can we instruct the lobster dactyls to grab the canister and bring it to the ship? The only person with a communicator is Chip. Jake gets in, gets in, commun- gets in his communicator, though, and tells Chip, uh, tell everybody to get the canisters, protect the canisters, keep them safe. But don't let anybody else get them. I want to roll from everybody. This is the problem that I want you to solve with these rolls. You have to get somebody to grab the canisters. You have to get the ship in a safe place. And you have to fend off the seers. Who's doing what? I want to... I'm jumping right in. Get it. How close are we to... So we're within sight. Like, I could see this. Yeah, again. I could see that... Okay. You're within 100 meters. Fuck you. (laughs) Um, I want to... I want to put. I want to use my force wall. I'm trying to figure out how to how to use it without blocking the lobster dactyls, because I want to put my force wall around the seers to stop them from getting there. Because there's no distance on it. It just sounds like as long as I can see it and can concentrate, I can put my force wall up. Yes. And it's a ten by ten, ten by ten feet. So it's not that big, but it might be enough to maybe allow the dactyls to come in from the back and grab it. Okay while I'm blocking the seers on one side. So hold that thought. Jake, you've communicated with Chip, who has communicated with the crew. Mm-hmm. What are you gonna do to stop the seers, or to, to get the canisters from the lobster dactyls if Raquel is able to stop the seers? Can we land on this thing? It's kind of fallen apart. It's, it's I mean, the, the flechette shot was really good and it's mm-hmm. beginning to disintegrate. Mm-hmm. But you can you can talk to Hagen about getting closer to them and putting them in some cargo bay. Hey Hagen, you think oh, this is the silliest shit ever? Oh, I guarantee right, you. I can't it's even not. believe I'm gonna say this. <laughs> uh, Hagen, do you think you could land the manticore in such a way that the big empty hole that you busted into the bottom of it closes down over all of these canisters? I. The right answer is yes. No, in my mind, (laughs) in my mind, when Hagen's in the white room, he's not conscious. Okay. All right. Cool. 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 Shit. Ah. Okay. I mean, you're communicating with the ship, right? Jake is in the ship. I imagine. Okay. You can hear what's going on in the bridge. Like you're not so disconnected from everything that he can communicate with you somehow. There, there is no response from Hagen, but the ship does change course. Like, like the, the the ship starts doing what you were asking. And then Jake says one one more thing um, to Hagen. I don't know how you feel about this, but you may have to send your boy out for those containers. And he just stares real hard at Hagen because this is a hard thing and this is not fun. But Jacker is the only one that I feel like might have a chance of getting out there and coming back with it. And he doesn't have a soft, squishy, organic body to get fucked up on the way. Are you talking about him going into the hole to go get him? Yeah, I'm talking about, like, sending him to retrieve the canisters. Well, I thought we were going to attempt first to get the ship to, like, be right yes, over Yes, that's them. what I would definitely like to happen. But I just figured while so I was... first, but back yeah, up. while I was saying hard things and had his attention, I figured I'd go ahead and say that, too, just to put it out there. I think Raquel pipes up that... 
if we can get it close enough, she can attempt to pick it up with te- with her oh, telekinesis. That's right. The the other thing is, aren't I, are they not still floating in the air? Are they on the ground? Did I miss that? Bit of physics for you. In the center of these big McKendry cylinders, there's no gravity. So everything that is suspended in the center of the cylinder is it's still there. It's just floating. Yeah. So it's just floating. I was thinking we could probably just fly through it like a butterfly net and catch it, but Ooh. Um but Oh yeah, that that's a good one too. Also, fucking psychic powers is something that's like why would we pick up all these nails manually when we have magnets? You know, is <laughs> we have tools. Mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. so a combined I, effort. Yeah, I am on board using my psychic, but we have to get pretty damn close to it because the telekinesis is not all powerful. Also, you would have to break concentration from your force wall to use your telekinesis. Exactly. So there is a timing aspect of it that you're going to have to work with. Mm-hmm. Hagen is flying us towards those canisters to try and catch them in the hole. And he, in the in the Minotaur, in the white room, is trying his best to finagle that door that's got the ship in it so that it uh, it's open once again. Giving that command to the, the manticore to open essentially a, a vacuum-compressed room, one of its eyes blinks out, and all you see is one blue eye looking back at you. I know what I have to do, but I don't know if I have the strength to do it. Hagen looks at Jacker in the white room. He says, the ship's main computer is not strong enough to do what we need to do. And I am afraid that you do not know enough to take its place. I need you to check out. I need you to take my hard drive with you. Not the solid state one, I, I, I'll i need that. And I want you to carry on my work. Hagen, the white room is his. The, the white room is something that he has created. And, you know, I'm sure Jacker has, Jacker's not strong enough to have control over it. And the, the manticore is not cognitive enough right now to have control over it. So Hagen forms silken rope that falls from the ceiling. He puts his hand on it and he says, make me proud, son. And he pulls it and ejects Jacker out of the, uh, the white room. And he walks to the manticore and... In technology terms, he is putting his own code into the holes to fix it. But like the way the way it looks is he steps into it and he is the manticore now. Hagen turns blue. <laughs> eyes shine brighter and Jacker is outside. Jake and Raquel from the outside, you you don't know what's going on in the white room. From the outside, Hagen and Jacker have been still since they began piloting the ship. As you turn to intercept these canisters, Jacker abruptly stands up. And as he stands up out of the back of Hagen's paradox-absorbing crumple zone, it opens up and a 
four inch long data core ejects itself suddenly from the back of his head. And Jacker turns to you. The LEDs that make up his face have tears just coming down. It's, you know, one of those scrolling signs and there's just tears. But he turns and with his enormous claw hand, delicately, more delicately than you've ever seen something like this, he pulls out the data core and he puts it into Hulk 1's cabinet that he is now presiding in. And he looks at Hagen's body. You have taught me everything I have ever wanted to know, Father. And I will carry your work on helping the galaxy. They will remember your name, and Hogan will be proud. As Jacker puts Hagen's data core into his chest, his eyes turn from the green that they were to Hagen's blue. And he turns around and goes to the computer of the Manticore and immediately begins repairs to make sure that Hagen can fully embody the Manticore. Goddamn. You guys, <laughs> the, the ship lights start turning on, life support begins working. There are a bunch of systems that begin turning on and the, the ship has new life and energy brought into it. And there's a, a, a pleasant pine scent coming from, <laughs> coming from the air as well. No one really, uh, Captain Ripley didn't know how to make that work. Um, but Hagen did. <laughs> Jake kind of just looks up at everything. He says, Hagen, if, if that's you, if you can still hear me, give Jacker the weapons. I mean, is that how the manticore would work, Nolan? It didn't, but it wasn't a consciousness. It was a computer. It is now Hagen Young, the Aegean manticore. Yeah, I feel like it's now like in the sci-fi movies when you talk to the ship mm -hmm. and, and we can like, computer, do this, Hagen. <laughs> Hagen sacrificed his body. And, and, and the way I envision this isn't that you have lowered yourself to a ship's computer. It's that you've elevated it to an autonomous yeah. functioning ship. You're essentially Jarvis now, David, is that that is what Hagen has become. Let's wreck shop. <laughs> I like it. Oh my gosh. And he, he like the weapon systems fucking light up and, and it's, it's raring to go. Right on. The Aegean Hagen Corps launches itself towards these canisters. Raquel, describe the force wall, because they're coming from all directions, the Seers. They're not just a clumped 10-foot layer of them. Are you, like, kind of volleyballing these guys away? Like, as they come, you're just putting the wall in front of them to make sure that they can't get to it? Yeah, that's kind of what I was picturing, is, like, it's taking a lot of willpower and psychic energy to, like, keep moving this wall. But essentially it's like, since we're doing all these weird references, it's like the little ping pong ball game Pong. where you just are scrolling the thing along <laughs> oh. the bottom. Oh, breakout. Breakout, yeah. Breakout, yes. It's just breakout. Well, now the, the ship is better at navigating now. 
Yeah, but this is me moving my force wall. This is just me, like, doing that. I'm keeping the seers away from the canister. Oh, okay, okay, my bad. thought you were keeping them from the ship. Oh, no, I'm keeping them from the canister because they're, so it's kind of like, you like a tennis racket almost. So there is a chance Raquel has not noticed what happened to Hagen because this is, moving it is more than she has done and would not be able to do it without that little crumb on her neck. Right, and I think that, like, that's why Jake wants... Jacker to have the weapon systems because he feels like his like Raquel's intelligence and powers and his own intelligence and powers could be much better served than by pushing buttons on a thing and maybe firing at something. Like let just just let Jacker handle that and then we can put our like regular minds like to work to do something. I also I feel like we need to get from the bridge to that airlock. Mm. And I think Jake is going to have to pick up Raquel and carry her. <laughs> okay. We can do that. All right. Yeah, absolutely. Because I, I I, think that, like, this is legitimately the biggest yeah, thing I she's ever you. done. And I don't... I got you. So Jake Jake, um, Jake knows that they need to get to the, to the airlock. He knows that he's going to need Raquel's help. He also knows that she is just spent up. And, and he can just tell from her posture that she's barely hanging on, that her, her mind is so focused that her body is starting to sort of fail. He goes, he goes up to her and he scoops her up. Just keep doing what you're doing. I'm getting you to the next spot. And they, and he starts, you know, like not running, but making a pretty quick pace toward uh, the, the cargo bay. Give me a strength roll. Okay. A nine. So are you like fireman carrying her? Or are you yeah, carrying yeah, her like, like in front a, of you? No, not like, like not like this. That's way. That's not any good. Of a fireman carry. Yeah, like let's just go. You see that Raquel is in this psychic, trance-like state, just playing. You know, you can you can hear like the pinball noises as she's smacking the seers away. Like that's mm-hmm. that's what's going on inside of her head. So you put her on your shoulders, and Jake stands up and starts running back towards this this bay. While you're you're doing this, you get this surge of energy that Jake is is you know Jake's not a small guy. He's not weak, but he's never really been known for his physique. He's he's right. known for his charisma and his ability to hide. Yeah. And in this moment, Jake sees the necessity, and again, Nathaniel and his dog just come into his mind, and he is determined and bound to not again and he picks Raquel up and he runs back to this this broken storage bay he does it with the strength and acuity that he did not know he had within him and he does it to where Raquel is almost unaware that she is being moved that's how graceful and strong Jake is in this moment right on right on so we make it to the cargo bay and um, I just want to look around and assess where we are to see, you know, like how close we're going to have to be to the container. And, and, and I think that, oh, okay, let me look at that first and then I've got something to say to Raquel. So what do I need? Do I need to roll something or can you just tell me what I'm seeing? In the, the cargo yeah. bay? Uh-huh. So it, it's the one that Hagen crashed the Starfighter into. So there's a bunch of scrap parts and like open containers. It's it's pretty trashed, but mm-hmm. they're, in the back of it, you just see the continent of this enormous ship that you're in rotating behind you. You get a view of essentially a map Mm -hmm, that mm -hmm. you're looking at. 
and sunlight pouring in. Does it look like we're lined up in such a way that we could go toward the cylinders with our doors open or the, you know, the big wide hole open in the side of the ship or the back of the ship and just kind of scoot onto them? The way I was envisioning it is that Hagen is going to fly past them Mm -hmm. and they're going to line up in this opening in the door. All right, good. good, good. I got this then. I got this. Um, All right. So Jake, not knowing if this is going to be a good idea or not, uh, sits Raquel down and um, and like like pats her hand and pats her face. He's like, hey, wake up, wake up, wake up. You're gonna have to do something here. And we're about to go over. We're about to go over these cylinders. Can you pull them up into this into the ship from where they are? Yeah, yeah. I have I have to do it quickly though because I'm keeping the seers away. So you may need to like. I vaguely remember there being mag boots. You may need to be there right at the edge to like grab it. Oh snap! As I bring it closer. All right, and then Jake doesn't say oh snap. That was just Doug. Jake like looks around. He is not happy. He's not happy, but he puts the mag boots on, and he goes, all right, well, you get it close enough, and I'll try to snag it. And then he starts looking for a way to, like, climb around into the hole and see how far he can, how close he can get to the edge. I know Jake's, like, may not be happy about it. Raquel is thinking that, like, this has to happen yes, so quick. Yes. Otherwise, because oh, okay, okay. once the... So tell him, tell him to hurry. No, hurry. Oh, no, that... Uh, yeah, Jake, hurry the fuck up. No, I'm meaning that once I drop the force wall, I have to, like, whip that thing in. Yes. That's what All I right, mean. All right, cool. <clears throat> and I'm really hoping the dice don't fuck me on this, because I know you're going to make me roll. I want I want two rolls. One from Raquel and one from Jake. Okay, what am I rolling? What am I adding to? Willpower, Jake. Okay. okay. And I guess you are as well, Raquel, for okay. your psychic ability. That's a 10. I got a nine. Your face said bad news. No, because I was trying to do math. Like there's so much going on that then it was suddenly like I can do math. And I panicked for a moment because one of the dice is a one, but one of them is a six. So seven plus two is nine. Unless you'll let me re-roll for survival to get it up to a full success. But I, mean, I think I can survive a nine. Line. <laughs> I, I was going to do this. Uh, for something else, but Nolan, if if you would permit me, I wanted to have Hagen come over the uh, comms, the the Hagen Corps come over the comms in the ship and the, talk to Raquel and say, the ship has a spa in a small corner that I don't think Commander Ripley knew about. When this is over, I suggest you enjoy it. Because I imagine your backers carrying this team. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I would like oh my gosh, I to love either that. let her re-roll or just give her a plus one. Uh, you get a plus one, Raquel, on your roll. Absolutely. So then it's a 10. Yes. Then it's a full success. And I'm so excited to put cucumbers on my eyes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Raquel, you, you drop the force walls and you scoop up the canisters with your telekinesis. How do you deliver them to Jake? I feel like it is, it's almost as if the like force wall like reappears underneath and I'm kind of just like pushing it, like launching it forward with control because got a full success. So I'm controlling the direction of it, but essentially I'm just like launching it right at the the hole as if it's a little canopy or something. Jake, you're catching these as they come through this slotted door. How are you putting them into the cargo bay? 
I am carefully. Yeah, I mean, yeah, carefully. <laughs> but I mean, I'm trying to like get them just inside the door and like scoot them across the floor so that they're like so I don't have to carry them very far and I also don't have to drop them. I can just scoot them. So pulling them in, put them on the floor, scoot it out of the way, pull it in, put it on the floor, scoot it away. Uh, however many canisters there are, uh, that's what we do before before they're all in. There's there's six of them total. Okay, cool. As you are receiving these canisters, the role that you made, Jake, was for manipulation. And as the seers realize that this force wall isn't being directed at them anymore, they make a play for the canisters. But the lobster dactyls seeing this tear them down in their flight. However, the seers are incredibly powerful and they are much more powerful than the lobster dactyls. And even while the lobster dactyls are doing a good job of hurting and harrying them, the seers are killing them as they make their attack. But the lobster dactyls give you enough time that you are able to collect all of the canisters into the manticore and right on. you can start leaving at this point. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, I think once the telekinesis, like once the canisters are in, Raquel puts the force wall in the hole of the manticore and is like, we need to go so that I'm blocking that while we get out of here because pretty soon we're going to need life support and pretty soon we're going to need, this is going to be a vacuum in space. So I'm holding that until we can get out of this room where we can lock the airlock. It's the Hagian manticore. Higgian, I like it. While you're doing this, Jacker comes in and again with his big his big lift arm, you see him kind of scoop all six of the canisters up in a line and he picks them up and he, he slowly walks out of the room. Suddenly there's this horrific sound of decompression as the lasers that have been blowing through the outside of the ship, the asteroid, breach the hull of the inside of the ship and begin sucking everything out of it. You guys have to make sure that your life system is working, but I will say, because Hagen is now the manticore, that whoever goes to check on it can roll with advantage because Hagen and Jacker are fixing the ship up as it's falling apart. Okay. I think Jake needs yeah. to do that. I think Raquel is gonna get to the door mm-hmm so that she can she can hold this vacuum mm-hmm. in place but she she can't go run and check right, life support right um so jake is gonna um jake is gonna look at raquel and make sure that like she's got this under control and he's gonna say you got this yeah all right uh, i'm gonna go I, I have to go check the life support system so we can get out of here and so he like takes off of the jog down the hall <laughs> if if he succeeds i can i give the thing because i have a great Thing. Okay, so Jake, give me an intelligence roll with advantage. Okay. That'd be a 12. Oh, shit. David? You get to the cockpit, and the only thing that is keeping the life support system from working is that one window we cracked open. It is a non-automatic window. It oh is a bay. God. It is a bay window. Like it's mm. made of fancy glass. Oh, mm-hmm, but it's mm-hmm. it's a decorative feature. Mm. <laughs> and you you see like a a robotic arm like that that's normally for like you know moving some small stuff, reaching really hard for it oh. and just. Yeah. 
Jake. Jake. <laughs> Jake. Jake runs across the room and slams the window shut. <laughs> the hand. Did the, the hand did, the, you. did the ship just snap yeah, at the, you? The ship <laughs> snapped at you. <laughs> <laughs> oh my uh, gosh. I love having a sassy uh, ship. Uh, all the right, Sass so, G in Hagen Corp. The Sass G in Hagen Corp? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Jake, Jake runs in and, and sees this scene, and essentially, Hagen, you are keeping the ship flying away from this vacuum of space. Yeah. And Jake, as you run in, you slam this window closed, and as soon as it's sealed, Hagen, you, like, stall the engines and let the... I was thinking the, the same thing, Nolan! Yes, 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 yes! You stall the engines, you let the vacuum flip the ship around, and as soon as it's facing the hole, you just jet, jet out, out of it into the vacuum of space. Fuck, man. <sighs> the scene that is in front of you are thousands of ships of different shapes, different makes, different technologies, different species that have all bound together to stop what they thought was an incursion coming from a different galaxy. Main among them is the Zelron fleet because it is the closest planet, so more of their ships are able to intercept. Raquel, you have expended an incredible amount of energy. You get this psychic message, and it's odd because it's not coming from one psychic. It's having to be broadcast by multiple like, you know, telecommunication systems use three towers to pinpoint where you are. They're having to use multiple psychics to reach you because you're so far away. But it is a familiar voice. Daughter. Can, can you hear me, daughter? Yes. We have been monitoring the situation for as long as we were able. It seems that you have stopped a great evil in the process of leaving our planet, and I have underestimated what powers you were given. I would request that you come back to the planet, but I feel that my request will be unheard. My only desire is that you take the greatness of Zelron with you wherever you go. Oh no, validation for parents. <laughs> um... Also, you made that voice sound a little bit like her. Like, it, the high pitch, mm -hmm. that was insane. But we can't pull missiles back. Pull missiles back. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you guys know I'm leaving every single one of those jokes in. Yes! Yes! What kind of monster would you be if you didn't? Yeah. That's the fucking point. I respond just kind of weakly because I'm, ex I'm psychically exhausted. Um, but I kind of respond weakly, just a, a, a thank you. I don't tell her that we have to go down to the planet to get this goddamn ship fixed before we can go anywhere. <laughs> but I say, I say thank you. I imagine after that, that's the, the absolute emptying of the, the can for your psychic abilities. And the, the image of your mother fades and you are unable to use your psychic powers for, you know, until you rest. I agree. Jake is going to um, go to Raquel. I want to roll manipulate because I want to like, I want to tell her to just sit still and be still 
because she's not in any position to be helpful right now. I don't even think you have to manipulate. I think, right on. if anything, you have to like pick Raquel up off the ground because she's still like oh, that's right, sitting that's in the right. hallway okay, right, right, outside right, right. Cool. that airlock. So like right. in Stranger Things when she's just burned out. I dig. Okay, so Jake then yeah. looks around, realizes that Raquel's not with him anymore, <laughs> runs back to the cargo bay outside of the door, finds her exhausted and collapsed on the floor, Make sure the door is sealed correctly. And this time, because he's in a little bit less of a hurry, we don't do the fireman carry. We do like the, the nice front carry and bring her back to the bridge. Jake's gonna just like just be like you can't you can't you can't hear him, but he's just talking real soft to her and puts her in one of the seats and straps the seat belts on around her. Uh, and um, and like folds her hands in her lap so that she's kinda like all in one little spot. And then he looks around and has no idea what the fuck to do next. And so he says, Hey, Hagen, you got this, or you need me to do anything? Sit back, relax, and enjoy the calming tones of Kenny G. And Jake just sort of dejectedly Charlie Brown walks back to one of the chairs and sits <laughs> down and straps in. And just... Goddamn soprano saxophone no. play, um... motherfucker. <laughs> You're being flooded with messages, and people are asking what was on the ship and what was happening and congratulating you for getting off and inquiring all of these things. But suddenly, an overriding message that completely wipes everybody's communications silent is broadcast from the ship that has been attacked. And on the viewer comes the seer and parcel. And Parcel is cowering behind the seer as this message is delivered. We came back as salvation for the Milky Way, and you all have rejected what we have brought with us, the power to sustain life. You may have stopped us today, but you will not stop the darkness, and you, in your hubris, have ended a billion lives with your attack on our ship. I hope that everyone involved understands the gravity of what you've just done. Jake does feel the gravity of this. Like, Jake is... I. It's gonna take a while. Like, I, I think getting into the next adventure, like, I feel like Jake's gonna have some shit carried over. Like, this is not... This is not an okay, happy victory. This is a, we survived, now what the fuck are we gonna do? And also, we survived because we killed a whole bunch of people. Just a... Just a ton of people died to to be fair most of them were vampires and i know it's 2021 but i still don't recognize vampires as people <laughs> okay but it's not just it's, them yeah. all of the clones all of yeah. the outcasts oh, i forgot about them actually i was too obsessed with that, my bigotry towards when vampires. raquel wakes up she's gonna cry yeah. she's gonna she's gonna ball her eyes out that chip is david dead. is trying to make light of things so that he doesn't start crying. So sorry. Again, I already Shut saw up. it. Don't worry. I've cried. I've cried. We just now we have to oh, make Oh, I Doug cried a couple cry. episodes ago. Yeah, he did. Yeah. Okay, good. Cool. So thanks, Nolan. Asshole. Happy Sunday. The premonition that Raquel had comes true and the rocky exterior of the ship 
does disintegrate. They be, they continue to blast the the shell, and all of the rocks that made it up begin to form rings around Zelron. You guys spend a couple of days repairing the ships in an orbital dock. You don't actually have to go down onto the planet, and you end up in another franchise of Captain Cozy's Cantina. Unless, unless Doug has something, I think that Raquel like holds up her glass to Jake because Jacker's not drinking anything. Uh, Raquel holds up her glass and says to Captain Calvin. And Jake raises his glass, says to Calvin, and everybody else. And they clink glasses. I think Jacker grabs a dirty glass from the table next to it just to be a part of this and also raises. And then we're sitting there having this beautiful moment. And that fucking bartender pops out <laughs> behind the bar in the background. And so Jake and I chug our drinks and we take off running for the next adventure. Yes. <laughs> fucking A. presented by Good Better Quest, a Final Plank Media production. Today's GM was Nolan Lacey. Players are David Hallman, Doug Hawley, and Nicholas Snyder. Additional voices provided by Brent Lacey of Final Plank Media. Additionally, a shout out to our parent company, Final Plank. Please look them up and find our other podcasts at Final Plank on Twitter. Music provided by Kevin McLeod and TabletopAudio.com. And before our closing statement of the show, I do want to say thank you to everybody who's listened to this and supported this side quest from the beginning. It's meant the absolute world to me and the team to allow us to tell this story. As always, thank you for listening. Thank you.